You are listening to This Day We Must Fight, recorded at the Father's Refuge. I am your host, Scott Murphy, along with Mr. David Colley Guest and Mr. Bill Long today. Last week, we spoke about all in for Jesus and the value of truth. Today, we are going to be talking about repentance and prayer. Please know that you can now follow us on Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, thisdaywemustfight.com and more to come as we go if you'd like to get notifications of when we have a new podcast coming out please text podcast to 252-497-8783 and you will get notified each time we send out a new update all right now let's go and let's get started God, I'm an old man. I'm 80. I thank God for every second of those 80 years. And you know what I've been doing this morning? I just want to tell the people that where I sit, I'm in the middle of 40 acres of God's God's place. And it is such a pleasure for me to come here and work in. I've been uh, using a pitchfork this morning. I've uh, been getting up weeds and grass and weed eating and just having the time of my life, enjoying life, enjoying the Lord. I don't hear an audible voice, but I hear him in my heart. He's talking to me. I'm an old farm boy. And you know, right across the road, I heard a big old machine going, probably about a million dollar cotton picker. A few weeks ago, I looked out at that field, and it had gone from green to white. You know what the Lord put in my heart? Mm-hmm. White unto harvest. White unto harvest. A lot of it out there, but there's a lot, there's few workers to get it. Jesus said, uh, talked about that in Matthew ch- uh, chapter 9. So here we are at the refuge. If they want to know about the Lord, they can come here. Somebody will talk to them about the Lord. Come on out here and you can meet the Lord. Spend a little time in prayer. and The Spirit of the Lord will touch your heart. Just enjoy the view. Walk around. It's quiet, peaceful. Get all that garbage out of your spirit, all that stress and strain, worrying about the children, the job's not right, the COVID is messing things up, and the world's going to hell in a handbasket. Uh, just turn aside and be quiet. Let the Lord speak to your heart. But that harvest can't be ignored. Uh, God wants His house filled up with His children. He loves a full house. 
He wants his children in his house. But they're not going to come into his house except through his ways. He clearly outlines that in the Bible. And one of the reasons I'm out here is somebody said this could be a great place for revival. Oh, it could be. Man, thousands of people could come out here and just uh, be together, have a wonderful time praising and worshiping the Lord, and repenting of their sins, getting saved, being filled up with the Spirit of God. Just all kinds of potential here. But I want to talk about that word revival for just a minute. Many years ago, the Lord spoke to my heart and He said, I want to, I heard this study revival. And that's what I did for 18 months. And according to history, if we're going to have revival in this country, and I think all of us agree that we desperately need revival. But what are we talking about? Billy Graham, I believe, said it the best. He said revival is when God moves in on the situation and he produces extraordinary results that just cannot be denied. And I look at that, I look at the history. A revival. I think about Jonathan Edwards. Oh, brilliant scholar. Loved God, a great preacher, but he was almost totally blind. And he got the he got concerned about what was going on around him. The young people were going wild, drinking and having parties. You couldn't get them in church. The whole place was going to uh, to the bad and he got he got serious about it and he started praying and repenting and begging God to move God you got to save these young people we got to do something and the Lord laid it on his heart uh, to preach a sermon out of Job chapter 8 trusting in a spider's web for your salvation you think you're going to heaven any other way than through Jesus? Well, you're trusting in a spider's web and any second God could just touch that spider web and you'd be in the pits of hell with no chance of ever getting out of it. That's basically what he preached. The power of God fell in that church where he was. He was almost blind. He was reading the sermon. power of God hit the place. People screaming out in repentance because all of a sudden... They realized they had offended God that had made them and given them everything they had offended God by living in their sin. The way they were living, turning their nose up at Him, not having anything to do with Him. And the power of God did something. Those people were convicted. They fell in the floor repenting of their sins. The uh, lady that sponsored uh, Jonathan Edwards a lot screamed out, My God, Mr. Edwards, is there no hope? And of course, Edwards said, The hope, only hope is repent and turn to Jesus. He's our only hope in this country. Amen. And 
So the revival began and it swept this country. And guess what? Many of the men that put together the Constitution of the United States were a result of that revival. Their thinking matched up with the Word of God and they came up with our Constitution that has stood for all these years. And here we enjoy it today, being free people with a Constitution that has stood the test of time. Then I think about Charles Finney. Uh, Charles Finney was a lawyer. He was an unsaved man full of pride. And God put it on his heart, his heart, to preach the gospel. Finney was so prideful, he would only talk with, with a, a prey and have anything to do with God in private, and he would plug up the keyhole in his door so nobody would hear him. <laughs> you imagine that. Anyway, the God, the, uh, he prayed and prayed, and after a while, it, it just it came so natural to him to repent and ask God to take over, and God did. The Spirit of God just filled him full. He couldn't help himself. He had to tell everybody. Everybody thought he was crazy. And he started preaching. And you know what? A man joined him named Hyde and went out in front of him a month in advance and prayed. And revival swept the land. And then they called him to England. Now get this. England, the people had had enough. With all the wars that England had fought, were fighting, they were being taxed to death, and their hope was just about gone. So they were on the brink of a bloody revolution, and God sent Finney, and Finney preached, and the Spirit of God fell and thousands and thousands of people were saved. And England, as a country, was saved. And I move forward to, I think it was 1858, somewhere along in there, the country was in the middle of a Great Depression. And the country didn't know what was a few years ahead of that. But God put it on the heart of a man named Jeremiah Lamphere to start a simple prayer meeting. And at first only a few joined him. And then a strange thing happened. Then there were hundreds and it spread throughout the United States. And guess what happened in a few years? This country was ripped to shreds by the great civil war and revival revival saved our country kept us together so i can go on and on and on and on uh, about revival but we need revival in this country we got to have it we we got yes, we got 
People's got to get saved. They've got to be transformed and changed by the Spirit of God. I can't change them. You can't change them. Dave can't change them. All we can do is do what we're doing. You've worked so hard to have this place prepared and ready for people to come. And here it is, Brother Dave. He can feed 300 people over here in this cafeteria. Here it is. Let's pray. Let's believe and trust God to bring them in here by the thousands. Amen. Be saved, filled with the Spirit of God. I'm sorry it took me so long, but that was what was on my heart. I love this country. I love people. And I want to see people saved. I want to see people have what I've got that's kept me going for all of these years when I, it looked to me like a bunch of times I was a goner, Brother Dave. I wasn't going to make it. But every time God intervened, Amen. every time he intervened, and here I sit. And there you sit, brother. That's right. You think about where he's brought you from. And Scott, you think about what he's done for you and where he's brought you from. Yes, sir. To get you where you are right now. It amazes me. Thrills me to pieces. I believe we're on the edge of revival here. I do too. We just got to keep pressing in. Um, and we've repentance and prayer are the two things that are going to bring it forth. Absolutely. And desire. And I believe that we have to even come to a realization of ourselves that we need to ask the Lord if we've been deceived. Kind of going back to last week's yeah. uh, recording. True. You know, the value of truth. And you know, I had somebody tell me the other day, well, I'm not deceived. Well, how do you know if you're just not deceived? Um, because the whole thing of deception is you don't know that you're deceived. And so, you know, are we seeking the Lord to bring clarity in our lives? Are we repenting, asking the Lord to show us things that we need to fix in ourselves? Every night I ask the Lord, God, yeah. Let's go for another round. Is there something else I need to change? Amen. Amen. Do you have anything to say, Mr. Day? Yes, I do. That, that was inspiring, Bill. Thank you so much. As you were talking about, the Constitution was developed with uh, a lot of prayer, fasting, mm -hmm. the people repenting, seeking God, knowing that a Constitution had to come together for this country to put it together mm -hmm. and they did mm -hmm. and they I think it's one of the best constitutions on the face of this earth Moselle uh, what we have to do now and there's a lot doing it intercessors for America and prayer groups mm -hmm. there's more prayer groups going on these days than you can name and people are praying all the time and we need to be on our face before the Lord. And when I say on my face, I can be walking across the, walk across the yard mm -hmm. and have an attitude of prayer. I can be do, cooking dinner and have an attitude of prayer and seeking the Lord and then fasting mm -hmm. and, and asking Him to take over and to change it. This great country we live in, the United States of America, 
It does not need to be apologetic to other people, but it needs to be apologetic to God mm-hmm. and ask for repentance and then repent and change and ask God to change it. He's the only one that changes it. We can't change it, but as we pray and set ourselves in alignment with the Word, mm-hmm. in alignment with Him, that opens up a passageway for the Holy Spirit to move through and change this land of ours. Mm-hmm. And I want him to change me. If there's things about me, I want him to change. Mm-hmm. Things about our country, I want him to change. Amen. Wouldn't it be grand if our politicians or whoever a politician may be would open up their life in the morning time on their face or seeking God, mm-hmm. saying, help me to do what? Is pleasing to you today? Mm-hmm. I was, we were in a thing here with Scott. This has been some time back. I was having a board meeting, having a Zoom board meeting, and I heard this three times Hebrides, 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 which is revival, revival, revival. And revival will come when we get our hearts right with the Lord and we seek Him. The children of Israel cried out and cried and cried to the Lord. And then he stepped up, moved forward, paraphrasing this, came forth and did something about it. He called a man named Moses. He said, I got a plan and I'm going to change it. Got a plan. God always has a plan. We just need to submit ourselves to him and allow him to flow. Praise your name, Father. Mm. Father, let's pray. Father, we ask Mm -hmm. that you minister, not only to us that are sitting around this table. We ask you to minister to all our politicians Mm. that are making laws with their mind. Mm -hmm. Father, we ask that they would make, they would move with the Spirit with your Holy Spirit. Mm. Just sit down and stop and say, God, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Here we are. We've made a mess out of things. Not just the politicians we have now, but people all over this country for years mm. have turned from God. Yes. Father, turn us back. Turn mm. our hearts back. Mm-hmm. We look, our hearts are turned back. Mm. We ask you to Minister, Father. Oh, yes. Minister, Father God, as only you can. Mm-hmm. Minister to the President of the United States. Touch his life. Touch his life with a freshness. Absolutely. Move into him, Father. Pull his face up into your face so he can see who you are oh, yes. and know who you are and move from who he thinks he is to who you want him to be. Yes. Lord, minister our politicians. You said pray for those in authority over Absolutely. us. Not to curse them, but to pray for them. Mm. And we pray for them, Father. Oh, yes. That you would move on their life. Not only politicians, but the people in the United States of America. Mm. We ask you to move on upon everyone, mm. whether it be a school teacher, whether it be a worker, whether it be a nurse, whether it be a doctor, whether yes. it be a farmer, regardless of who they may be, mm. we ask you to move upon their life mm. and touch them mm. with a spirit of repentance mm. 
and the spirit of revival seeking you, Father. Yes, In Lord. Jesus' name we ask it. Mm. You folks out there just as well to realize that me and Dave, we're so old, we don't care anymore much what people think of us. We just care about Jesus. Yeah. But, you know, I was thinking about the cotton picker out there. That machine with one man sitting in it can go almost all day long and pick hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds of cotton. And that machine will go as long as there's an operator and there's gas in the gas tank. And I'm telling you, and I'm talking with me, one of the reasons that I don't get down and get on it like God wants me to do. I don't spend enough time pouring gas in my gas tank. And you know what that gas is? It's the Holy Spirit of the living God. Where do you think Jesus got His power? Yes. It was the Spirit of the living God. And in order for that to happen in our lives, what if you came to me and you said, I want to talk to you a minute. I got a problem. A bad problem. And you said, okay. And uh, in just a few minutes after I tell you my problem um, a little bit, you get distracted by phone calls and this and that. But you you think I'm going to have much confidence in you? You got distracted. You didn't do me no good. You got caught up by the world here. I need help. And I'm coming to you for help. And what do you think we do to the Spirit of God when we say, Oh, help us, dear Spirit. Help us, dear Jesus. Help us. And we don't take time enough to sit down and talk to Him. Yes, sir. We're so busy doing everything but spending time with God. And I'm talking to me a lot. We just There's no other way to have power in our lives outside of the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God is going to put us in this Bible. Because He's going to say, you go to what I've already said. You want to help? Go to what I've already said. The, the Word of God. Well, I think after today, our challenge to folks should be <laughs> seek the Lord with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. Repent, pray, fast, and see what the Lord will do in your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And be prepared for people to speak in your life and speak things mm -hmm. that you may not want to hear about yourself because the Lord is using them to... Mm -hmm. Help bring some things to life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You got to be open to people that the Lord puts around you bringing correction mm -hmm. into your life. Mm -hmm. I believe that's powerful. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been another episode of This Day We Must Fight. If you would like to support this ministry, the Father's Refuge or the MX Network, you can go to mxnetwork.org or you can see us on one of our Facebook pages. We hope you have a blessed day. Thank <laughs> you.